for details. Yo, yo, it's Life's Dope Podcast. I'm your man, Graffiti. And what's good, y'all? It's Davey in the building. In the building. How you living, bro? Man, I feel great. It's a, it's a good Sunday, man. The vibes are great today. Absolutely. How you feeling? Oh, man, I'm good. I can't complain, man. What's, what's going on in the world today? Man, so much going on. Toy Story 4 gets a release date. <laughs> of all things, that's the, that's the best thing going on. No. I mean, what they going to do with a Toy Story 4, though? What's the storyline for that? Now Andy gets married. They kind of already And it's a whole it. different type of toys. Yeah, they wrapped it up. <laughs> but I mean, if Fast and Furious can have eight movies, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The last Toy Story was sad. But, like, I was kind of hoping they did get dark, you know, like when they was about to burn in the trash. <laughs> It's yeah. like, you should just kill these motherfuckers. <laughs> just, <laughs> Disney should just go dark one time. Should, but, they, should they stop doing sequels, like, after three? Yeah. Because, I mean, after the third, is it ever better than the first three? Yeah. I don't know nothing about Fast and Furious. You know, I, I stopped watching five, it after Bow Wow was doing drifts and shit. I think Fast Five was better than all the other previous uh, ones. Maybe yeah. except for, like, the first two. They lost me on that one. But then, like, you got Jurassic Park with all these sequels now. Follow-ups, but Jurassic Park was more like a reboot. I feel like. Yeah, but now there's like three more in the making True. of the reboot. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Some things you gotta just let be. I mean, Star Wars had multiple, but I think originally it was designed to have just multiple storylines. Right, right, right. I think Star Wars is the exception. But speaking of bringing things back, have you guys watched Roseanne, or is that not the thing to do? You know, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Probably won't watch it because I didn't watch the old Roseanne. Mm. That just wasn't my cup of tea. I used to like the old Roseanne. I don't know why. As a kid, that show was just cool. But I guess it's mad problematic, and nobody wants to watch it anymore, and everybody's anti-Roseanne. Because mm. some Trump-ish stuff, and then she took that picture as, like, woman Hitler. Uh, with the, uh... You can chime in, too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead, John. Say what's on your mind. Word. Um, Shout yeah. out to Tokyo Drift, though. That was the best Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> what? I yeah, think, Tokyo Drift was fucking ill. I think Bow-Wow? that's the last one I've seen, too. With Bow Wow. <laughs> Anything with Bow Wow. Watch Tokyo Drift again. Already, that's all I'm going to say. I already know what And Bow-Wow also fuck Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't watch the show. I know what kind of episode it's going to be. We're already bigging up Tokyo Drift. Hey, Tokyo Drift was awesome. Did you see it? No. Exactly. Can't one man said, with Bow Wow? I think that's the last you can't talk Fast and Furious I've seen. Just see it. <laughs> Does that count though? Like, was that like a part yeah, of Tokyo the series? Drift definitely counts. I'm telling you, was everyone that, like that saw one? Tokyo Drift will tell you the same thing. Was that like the dream sequence of the Fast and Furious where it didn't really count as a dream? And then they not a part of the canon, bro. You just gotta mm. see it. Yeah. Speaking of parts of canons and trilogies and sequences and shit, Infinity War. Mm. It's dropping. I just don't care. After Black Panther, I think I, I got everything I needed. Really. I'm not a Marvel fan like that, maybe. Oh. Iron Man was awesome. Turn the mics off. Awesome. Mm. See what kind uh, of episode this Captain is. America was awesome. It's unfolding. Mm. Um, Thor was great, but Black Panther was like, that That was a cultural moment just yeah. for black people, I think. Honestly, it was. And I don't know, I'm not afraid to say that. Yeah. But I think I'm just not interested in seeing what could happen in Infinity War just because I want to have cultural impact. Mm. You know? 
I don't know. It was just it was just too real. It was too real of a movie. I get that. I get I that. But see, I'm a Marvel head, so it's like from a comic geek standpoint. Then like, it was. I'm sure it was great. Yeah. Speaking of impact, uh, Black Panther is the third top grossing film in North America. That's crazy. So not just superhero, just in general. In general. In general. It's a good movie. Like it passed the Titanic. Mm. Did you see it a couple times? I saw it once. I know we see movies. Once. Oh yeah, I've seen it a few times. I, I I seen it the right way, where I actually paid money twice, and uh, then I got that HD Blu-ray. Okay. Now I can say that since <laughs> I paid twice, like I'm for the culture. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what movies did I see multiple times? Uh, maybe like Spider-Man Three. Yeah, in theaters. Yeah. Huh. You're a real one for that. You liked it. I think I might have <laughs> seen like one of the Shreks like multiple times because you know you got to watch Tokyo. You got to go on different Shrek dates. Wait, wait, Spider-Man Three was the one with Jamie Foxx. What? Oh yeah, no, that was horrible. Not, no. Ah. I'm talking about the first three with Tobey Maguire. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, come on, bro. You we paid. Not, oh, not so amazing. The one where he cried at the end, emo Spider-Man. Yeah, emo Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm talking about it. And now, now that I'm older, that was the worst Spider-Man of of the series. Yeah. Like Spider Man, I didn't. I don't know, man. Like I like Spider Man in general, but the movies were always them sappy, say Mary Jane stories. Like, why so was Topher off. Grace Eddie Brock? Let's talk about that. I don't know, man. Not my <laughs> hashtag. Not my Eddie Brock. Uh, <laughs> what else is going like, on? Topher Grace could have been Peter Parker if we're keeping it a buck. Uh, why was he Eddie Brock? I'm just waiting on a. a, a well, I don't even want it now because he's getting older. But I want a Donald Glover, um, Miles Morales. But I don't think we'll see that. Speaking of, you've been keeping up with Atlanta? Yes, I've been keeping up with Atlanta. How do you feel about uh, Teddy? <laughs> Teddy Perkins. Teddy Perkins. Hey, man, I don't know what kind of drugs Donald Glover is doing, but keep doing them, please, because <laughs> <laughs> that shit was the weirdest, most entertaining thing He's cracking into the little ostrich egg? I'm yo, like, yo, what is going on? That show was bugged out. But do the y'all fact, watch The Shy? Yeah, I like The Shy. I've seen an I episode. Seen, yeah, I just watched one episode. The Shy is dope. A lot of people say it's not dope, but I feel like when you just those pilot episodes and those pilot shows that just come out of the blue on weird channels because it's on like Showtime and not everybody has Showtime like it's one of those shows that down the line people are like okay yeah this was dope it's not The Wire or anything like that but it's, it's a dope show mm. do we, how do we feel about uh, Drake and his most recent release Nice for What um, I think the timing was perfect mm. does um, it have a video it does have yeah. a video so I think you gotta watch the video because yeah. I just heard the song and I'm like mm. Yeah, I'm more so talking about the video, yeah, because the song is cool. But it's a very smart move, not to interrupt, go ahead. No, 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 yeah, I think I think it was a strategic move dropping that video right now in this timing, because it's like a, a collection of women in the industry and like uh, like who's in there, Issa's like, in there. You put all the women that everyone likes in the video. Tracy it's Ellis Issa, is in Issa there. Ray, Tracy Ellis Ross, Olivia Wilde, uh, Zoe Saldana. Tiffany Haddish, Letitia yeah. uh, Wright, mm-hmm. who's in Black Panther, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, so he just got a collection of like all the powerful women that made a video. With Rashida him. Jones, that was one of my crushes growing up. Yeah, man. So he he did that. I respect it. I knew he was coming after Cardi dropped, like just to keep the world <laughs> in tune and balanced. Yeah, I knew sure, that was coming. Make sure that God's plan doesn't get overshadowed. Yeah, man. But hey, so, Drake's good people. So very smart. I'm like, yo, how do you? So he just has all these people on speed dial like that, like him. Kind of hating low key. I mean, I think we're in a time right now where we got artists that are just hard to not root for. Honest, man. Yeah, like it's, it's hard to not root for Drake right now. You know what I mean? Like you're still a Drake hater at this point. Yeah, like, like what more do you need 
from this dude, like... Even if you don't want to like him, like, because there was those times where I was kind of like, come on, Drake, with the bullshit. But now, yeah, it's we, like... We got kind of tired of Caribbean Drake. Yeah, Island Drake was out of there, but... <laughs> Island Drake. <laughs> we didn't like Island Drake too much, but now, like, with God's plan, it's just... People like him. He's back rapping again. I'm happy. Yeah, it's cool, cool. That's, that's, that's all the fans wanted. I think the internet... If we ever... If he ever gives us a take care too, I think the internet is just going to explode. And I've been a Drake fan since Degrassi. You know, I used to watch that show. And no yeah. shame in that. But I've been a Drake fan since he's been on MySpace. He's like one of my favorite artists. Word. Let me ask y'all this. Has any artist ever had the run that Drake is having consistently without like a long break? Besides Lil Wayne? Hmm. Because I think Lil Wayne would have been the one to have that same type of run. If we're, talking, uh, if we're talking about a long run with consistency, features, Kanye? Im- impact. Kanye, but Kanye took a lot of breaks in between. Off, yeah. You know? Drake's um, like an every summer. It's hard for me to say Wayne because I have mixed feelings about Wayne. Because there's, there's mixtape Wayne and then there's Longevity Radio Drake, Wayne. Just because he didn't write all of his music. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of that detracts from not the artist, but just like his longevity. Mm. I can see that. Do we care about artists writing their own music anymore? Like, I don't personally. I personally do. Because I think you do. I hella do. Now, is it the type of artist? Because I think it's just the. I think that's just the the business of music. There's the art of music, and then there's the business of music. And when it comes to the business of music, and and especially we're, we're seeing this play out in um, Cardi B. You know, when you become just a a celebrity, and especially based on like your your personality. Or just being likable, and there being like a, a dollar value behind that, you know, you're, you're not going to have a lot of time to make your own music, and, and not only that, you also have the opportunity to employ so many different people, from producers to songwriters to, you, you, you know, being a being a pop star right. is is really the vehicle for so many people to make money off of you. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, I think because we're looking at, or I look at it from a hip hop head perspective. If you say you're a great rapper, you cannot use other people's lyrics. But like you say, if you're a pop icon or a singer, like right now, you just got a whole factor of people just producing hits for someone that it might sound better coming from, or it has a better look performing these songs and you know people get employed and get checks off of doing that so i can't knock it too much because if i complain about drake having writers and drake being a crossover artist then i have to complain about a michael jackson or a beyonce or somebody like that in that same lane that didn't write their music Mm. so it's kind of hard man it's it's about do we want to look at drake the hip-hop artist or drake the pop artist right 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 so what are your thoughts on it and by the way before you mention, I'll go ahead and introduce you properly. We got a special guest in the building. R&B sensation, mm. musician, mm. actor, mm. Uh, philanthropist, I guess. Philanthropist, all right, all right. We'll, yeah, we'll, give, we'll give you that title. smoker, professional. A man of various names, but I'm going to intro you as Kid Astronaut. Hey. Make some noise up in here. Thank you. I'm having a beer. Actually, um... Really fuck with the Life is Dope podcast and what you guys have built just as a name and as a brand. And it's exciting that it, it's happening in Denver. And I hope that other people feel inspired to do 
what is now like 72 episodes just keep coming back and hey, keep man. working on, on appreciate your craft, you so. appreciate that yeah. man let's clap it up for life hey, right? yeah clap, clap it up for life right. dope, man. Let's, Fuck do you. let's do it life is dope it Fuck is you. man so let's tell the people about you who you are what you do um yeah so all of those things and above um right now i just released an album called full moon on march 31st um for those astrology lovers out there, it was the full moon on Libra in Libra. Um, so I felt, you know, when I checked out the calendar of the full moons, I felt like that was an important time to release the album, um, just because it felt right. Uh, no other reason than that. But um, yeah, I knew that I wanted to call the album Full Moon. I knew that I wanted this album to be uh, a, a space where I could. I didn't do that for the record. <laughs> A space where I could let go of a lot of... Uh, That's our resident know, John MC in the background. <laughs> a lot of the negative uh, storylines that I was carrying around for myself. And so, you know, being able to self-produce an album, something that I had never done before, coming from the band, Hair Dubai, um, and then being able to, you know, just tell my own stories and be my own artist was really important to me. And to make something that didn't really sound like what else was out right now. Like, I'm not... A normal type of artist, and I'm okay with that. Um, so I just felt like it was an important step in my progression. You know? Word, word. So not to get too far into the past, but how did you originally uh, link up with Air Dubai, or I guess form the group Air Dubai? Yeah. Um, so Julian and I, he was we went to high school together, and he was our rapper in the band. Um, we made music like albums for, you know, and we were releasing those. These were like the MySpace days, so. We put those out, and on our first project, we got like write-ups in Westward, and it just went really well, and it went really fast. Um, so, you know, the the band came about um, because I I had heard the Jay Z and Linkin Park mashup album, and I was really inspired, and I just you know spoke it into existence, like oh it would be tight to play with guitars and have those types of sounds over the raps, and um, then it was like a year later that you know I was doing this part-time gig with another band and then those guys who were in that band heard Air Dubai and they were like oh we want to play that so um I it wasn't purposeful I didn't make that decision but um we all started playing together as a band just because those guys on their free will wanted to not my fault right (laughs) (laughs) just in case that dude is listening um but yeah I mean from there it just like we played Denver and we just mapped it out really well because we knew we wanted to expand outside of Denver. Um, and, yeah, you know, from there, got to tour for, like, two years straight. Um, and, and you guys had some uh, kind of some, some label looks as well, right? Yeah, so we got signed to um, Hopeless Records. They are, like, an indie label out of California. Um, and I just learned a lot just about the industry and everything. Um, I don't knock that experience at all. It was great. But I definitely wanted to uh, do my own thing, you know. So definitely. in 2015, that's when Kid Astronaut started. Why Kid Astronaut? Um, the name, um, the name, because I, I think it's important to remain childlike at heart and to always, uh, you know, just have fun, adventure. You know, I'm, I'm, I like to think of myself as a very, like, adventurous and explorative person. And then the astronaut part... Um, because I think they are the greatest explorers that there are, like, to leave Earth and go to, you know, the unknown. Um, and I kind of tie back to those themes in my music 
um, about, you know, exploration and facing your fears and, you know, all of that. Why? Why? I like it. I like it. On another note, I was reading something about you, and the first line was, I'm focusing on being my own God. Oh, shit. Oh, talk about yeah. it. Yeah, that I was think like, that was deep. I, that was like let's, a crazy, let's yeah, talk about that, that was a crazy uh, article, and I didn't really share it, because I was like, wow, I didn't, I, I, I wasn't trying to say that, but yeah. I do think, um, I grew up in a Christian household, um, and I don't knock that frame of belief. But I've learned how limiting that just expression of God is. Mm. Um, and I've learned to see God as like more universal. Like I feel like now that everyone has God in them. So I try and listen and absorb more because I'm not, you know, looking down. Oh, who is this heathen? You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Um, I think everyone has God. And even my God like uh, has learning to do and needs to grow, you know. Um, and that's why I'm here. So, um, yeah, that article, um, I, I, I've started doing tarot readings in 2015. So a lot of my personality and brand as Kid Astronaut deals with spirituality, which is another reason why I did Full Moon, um, just because the moon card in tarot is about journeying through the unknown and being able to get through the, un- the other side, even though things might be illusions and shadows and you know right dope i definitely want to ask about the tarot yeah man how do you, how did you get started and like what was the motivation behind that um so there's a really dope uh she's like a witch magic woman um lady speech yeah shout out um, to lady speech shout to lady check speech. her out she's in uh, season poet. one mm-hmm. oh yeah there you go um yeah we got seasons season yeah. one <laughs> right um yeah so she's amazing and she gave me some readings and um around that same time i would hear people talking about tarot someone gave me my own tarot deck so it was just kind of coming to me i never really called out to it and in fact i remember driving by this this herbal store herbs and arts and my mom was like oh that's witch shit like don't go in there um so you know i had this whole balance of why is this why is this something number one i like to do and number two like why is it something that's intimidating to someone like my mom you know so I've always kind of felt like the black sheep of my family in that way, just like always trying shit that maybe everyone else wasn't comfortable with. Um, but that's really allowed me to lock into who I am in my voice, and that's why right. I think you need to listen to yourself and be your own God. Dope. So how do you think that also that's why? Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know, you know? You might be stuck on believing a, a framework that's not your own. So I think that, that allowing yourself to feel that fear of like, oh, there's something there that might be for me and doing it you know right so not only you know feeling like the black sheep in your family do you feel like the black sheep as a black male in society because you don't you don't uh, go along with the traditional black male stereotypes yeah. you, you seem like you're, you're very much your own person you're, you're very much free to just uh, yeah. do and experience life the, the way that you want to I don't think that's personal or, or like um, something that I've tried to do but um, I do think it's cool to maybe influence what that archetype is because I know that every black person might like shit that might not be normally, you know what I'm saying? Right. So the more that I can stand in my truth, I hope that inspires other people to say, oh, I'm so many layers and so many, you know, 
I got all of this shit to me, and you're just looking at my skin color. You mm. know, that's your loss, you know? And growing up, you went to uh, performance arts school? Yeah, so I went to Denver School of the Arts, um, and there I got to meet artists like Sorrells, and, um, you know, he's obviously, like, done a lot of cool stuff in Denver. Um, but I think that influenced, like, I've always wanted to be an artist. I've always right. wanted to be a musician, but more I've always wanted to sing. Um, so I've always kept that with me. More recently, I've learned that it's, like, a gift that I should, like, take care of and, like, do something with and, like, care about, um, especially because it always just comes so natural. I would always sing, you know? Right. But now it's like, ah, oh, I want to be something that, I want to do something that matters through this, you know? Um, and have this larger impact than just, oh, that's some dude that can sing. Right, know? right, right. So that art background, do you feel that, how do I word it? Um, a lot of so-called musicians and artists don't necessarily cater to the art of music anymore. Mm. Um, do you feel having that kind of art and theater background enhances your actual music? Um, I mean, at this moment, it's hard to say just because there's this there's this disconnect between the things that I make and the things that like I I just know I need to do to continue being an artist. So I don't really I, I've I've had a hard time being really reflective in terms of like the things I put out. Um, like Full Moon, the album, for example, I'm already thinking about like the music videos that I want to make and the event that I want to build around this whole you know concept of what Kid Astronaut is. Um, so the album is. The, the music is kind of just like I've already made it like right. I can't I can't think too much about that because there's stuff on the album where I'm like oh I want to do this better next time so I'm just focused on that you know right I wish that like I love the reflection of it but one of the things with Air Dubai that we said is like like Kanye said this too it's like I wish I could see myself on stage to know what that's like but at the same time like the artist that I am I just want to get better and just like I don't really care I'll let I'll let the books talk about it right know, let, let history define it you know so how should the fans uh, for those who haven't listened to full moon yet how can the fans what should they do to prepare to listen to this album so i would say listen to moon theory first um moon theory i released in 2015 and that was like the the, the moment that i decided to be vulnerable and leave the band because it was like oh you're in air dubai you know um, and I didn't want to be that person. I was like, I want to be my own artist. I want to start completely from scratch, and I want people to know me as Kid Astronaut. Um, so, yeah, the Moon Theory EP was, you know, just that foray into, like, let's try this. And that was the year I wrote The Tower of Doom. I'm, I was like, I'm never going to ride this ride because <laughs> I was terrified of it. But I was like, I'm do it, and if I can do this, I can do anything. So I was like, let me just jump in and embrace my fear instead of running away from it. Um, I started playing guitar because that was another thing that I told myself I could never do. Um, so Kid Astronaut for me is a vehicle to try new things and to push myself. So the, the EP was produced by my friend Ty. He's from, he goes by Lofile, um, this artist from L.A. and Seattle. Um, but he's so dope. But then I was like, man, I, I got to produce my own project. Um, and then the next project, I'm hoping to just, like, engineer it top to down myself. Where? We'll see. I, I, I'll, I'll do, like, songs in between just to prepare. Yeah. Because that's a lot. But 
Yeah. And you've uh, most recently became a father. I'm a dad, yeah, dude. Two boys. Clap it up to that. Congrats, Clap man. it up to that. Hey, <laughs> dad astronaut. What's yeah. the what's the <laughs> dad astronaut? Dad astronaut. <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah. So how's the father life influenced you? How has it changed you? What have you learned from it? Yeah. Um. I mean, it. I have a lot of respect for just the like the early months of parenting. Um. You know. I'm, I I didn't go into it with fear. Like, I was probably the most chill person in the room, which pissed off, like, <laughs> pissed off some people. Uh, like, specifically the baby mom. But, um, <laughs> you know, because I wanted to just be like, yo, we got this. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that we'll be stable and, you know, just be able to take care of everything. Um, and then when I had another boy, that was kind of a surprise kind of just because like you know i i live my life like polyamorous so i wasn't like cheating i was like hey i'm also with this other person um so it wasn't like a super surprise but it is like now an an added responsibility that i'm happy to take on because you know both of my kids are awesome um it wasn't what i was anticipating for my life like when i looked out but since it's here you know i'm seeing it as a blessing do you feel like fatherhood has made you want to uh, go harder towards your dreams or has it given you more of a sense of responsibility that's made you take a step back and say, hey, I need to make sure that they're straight first. Maybe I need to, you, yeah. you know, kind of kind of grind it out in, in these areas and, and kind of take a step back for music or. There's a lot of paths that people could take when that kind of opportunity presents itself. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, it was like, I want to show my boys that they could be anything that they want to be, you know? So for me, the most important, that thing that was like, oh, I got to go hard was be kid astronaut and do that like the best that I can or else I'll be failing myself and my kids, you know? Mm. So it was like, I don't, I don't, I got to start choosing more specifically the things that are going to resonate and feel like true to me so that I can just inspire them to do the same shit. Cause it might be, you know, I want to be a architect. All right, go, you know, right. Whatever. Straight up. So speaking of, all right, go <laughs> and just yeah. doing things. Let's talk about your involvement in the uh, cannabis community. Yeah. Um, so John's here. You can listen to this too. Um, so I started throwing in a, a, a yoga event called Baseline Love. Um, and we started in just a loft in my friend's apartment and we had, you know, a projector screen. And it was just a really dope vibe. Like after yoga, we would all like pass the sage around and talk about the things that we wanted to let go of the, through the week. So every Monday um, was when we would do it. And every week it was just like this really cool opportunity to start your week off and say like, okay, you know, a lot of people haven't been used to yoga or they've seen like the, uh, you know, the yoga pants and yoga mom that way. So I wanted to do something that was like, let's do like, let's play hip hop beats, like let's chill, Um, let's have cannabis involved so people can smoke and vibe. Um, And yeah, it turned into a really cool thing. And we did that for two years. And eventually it just got too much to do as a weekly event. Um, But I want to do really specific and intentional yoga events that we can, you know, partner with marijuana companies. So we're going to do an event with Silver Stem um, that people will have to look out for. Um, But you can follow it on Baseline Love Yoga on Instagram, at Baseline Love Yoga. 
Um, and yeah, we'll be listing more dates. We have a wide array of teachers from Denver, from the community, and like I want to take it to other states too. Yeah, or baseline love. Baseline love, yeah. Like the baseline of what we do is love and mm. creating that like environment for people when they come in, whether you've been doing yoga or if you haven't. Like we want you to feel welcome in that space. That's fire. And you're part of the Black Actors Guild as well? Yeah. Um, so the Black Actors Guild, to me, is actually a team of, you know, these this group of really tight friends that went to high school together. Um, and, you know, we all started, because we went to the school, the same high school, Denver School of the Arts, you know, it was just natural for us to throw events. Um, but they were among the first groups of people to start taking it seriously and start making like an actual like we're going to do these productions and we're going to you know throw these events that people showed up to so that was like show your teeth tuesday and they still do those um down at voodoo um and they're so funny like they're some of the funniest people um but it's just really intelligent and really you know comedic and really entertaining every week um and we've been through a lot together like those dudes are my brothers like um Two of our members, Corin and Nick, unfortunately um, passed 2015 and 16. Wow. But like we just kept going and stayed family. Like those are those are my fam, you know. Word, word. So what keeps you grounded? Like you got a real cool vibe, Thanks, real down to earth type dude. What is it that? Um, I definitely, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot I want to do, man. There's a lot I want to accomplish in my life, and I always have these dreams that keep me up at night and I'm like man I gotta get out of Denver and I gotta be on tour and it's it's constantly been that voice of like keep going keep striving you know even when I'm on a tour I'm still like oh I gotta be going harder so I just like I asked myself to allow myself to like trust that where I'm at in that moment is where I need to be because my mind was always racing and it still does but I've begun to just consciously consciously choose to enjoy my time um, and just take my time more. Um, and I feel like um, just in the last, like I started doing yoga and stuff in 2015. And since then, I feel like I've lived a completely different life, you know, um, just in terms of recognizing the same patterns, but being able to make different choices. Right, you know? right. Huh, yoga. Hey, it's dope, man. Like you would, I mean, it's definitely like when you're fully into it and when you take that, it's like a 90 minute class so it's not just like bend and pose like when you take that time to be with yourself it's like uh it's really transformative yeah i'm about to check it out man i'm gonna check out please. baseline love please yeah and do you have anything in particular that you like to nerd out about like for me i think anime would probably be my thing like anime and video games and i think yeah. everyone kind of has that one thing that they just yeah i watch um so i like watching like synopses of TV shows like Black Mirror, like I watched this whole like, um, you know, behind the not behind the scenes, but just analyses of it. Mm -hmm. I love stuff like that. Just being like able to look at the other side of filmmaking and crafts work. Um, I actually watch like behind the scenes of Black Panther, you know, yeah. just like to see how the movies get made because um, that's the side that I want to work on. Mm -hmm. um, and engineering stuff, like so I, I I'll just spend hours like scanning YouTube videos for. You know, and I, and I put my I put a goal for myself. I can't I can't get a PS4 until I get a tour because I <laughs> love video games, dude. Mm. Like my shit. Ah. What are you playing right now? 
anything. Like, I'm not playing it. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, Until I you get a tour. games. I haven't touched them because I love them that much. Right. But once I'm on the road, man, I'll, I'll spend some time. Like, hey, man, that's dope. So now you have to go harder to get this tour. To get it. Yeah, exactly. So that you can play video games. It's inspired me because I was sitting there playing Grand Theft Auto one day, and I was like, man, I'm not doing anything right now, though. Like, I, I at least could be like, all right, I'm on the road to New York. Like, right. Let me, you know. Right. Something. Yeah, I try to use it as a way to, like, reward myself. I don't like to just play just because I'm bored or have nothing to do. I like to I like to that was re- reward that was myself. Forward. Like, you know what? I worked hard this week. I got this done. You know, I knocked out these records. I did this. You know, let play me, some Fortnite. Let me play some Fortnite, which I started playing. I'm trash at it right yeah, now. Yeah, I was say, I wish I could say the same <laughs> thing, man. I deleted that shit because, like what you said, like, I'd be playing it for one, I'm trash. And I'd be playing it, I'm like, <laughs> I could really be doing something else right now. And then I get in my own head because I'm like, damn, I'm washed if I think I need to not play video games because I need to be doing something else. Mm-hmm. But if you oh, look at it as a reward. That's a, wow, that's a good perspective, too. Yeah. Because why not just have fun? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I used to, I mean, I still love video games, but every time I just sit and play video game. games, I'm like, that's like 16 designs I could have knocked out while I'm <sighs> racking up kills. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the other part of discipline is being able to, I think, enjoy life and reward yourself exactly. when it's necessary. It yeah. can't just be balance. All work. Stoke. Samurai Jack, do you know that, <sighs> I that, still suck at Fortnite. Samurai Jack? I watched the old ones. I the didn't, five, I didn't, five. See, the, I didn't yeah. see the new one. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but there was this thing where he made tea for his like sensei and he was like, your tea is trash. It has no balance. And I was just like, learn <laughs> 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 that. You can't make shit without being balanced, man, or else it would come out whack. Balance. I think that's the hardest thing to find, though. Um, Especially now with you being a new parent, how time? Yeah, time is just. I was gonna like say, how do you day. make the time? Yeah, it's just all one day. I don't even care anymore. I don't even think I have no time <laughs> for thoughts. <laughs> right, yeah, I, feel you. I feel you. So, so with kid astronaut and what you want to do with the brand, the music, the everything that encompasses that. How I know you just said you don't have time, but how do you manage, manage that? that time? Um, when I'm up. I'm very aware of just creating and like I set a goal for myself three days ago to do something fun and creative every day so this is my day three or this is day four now so I'm doing I'm doing good like I'm here you know doing podcasting and this is creative and fun um yesterday my friends uh they have a like a, a pop band called Swoon Pop and they just made a music video um and it was it was so much it was so much fun, man. It was it was like I want to do this kind of stuff every day. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just I think I'm I'm making that my priority to have fun and to be creative and to make sure that I'm not stressed out. Like you know, take care of myself. You know. Right. And everything else on top of that is like honestly has been taken care of. Like. Right. You know. So if you weren't in the industry of uh, singing and music and production and acting, what would you be doing? I have no idea, bro. <laughs> I asked myself that like this morning. I was like, "What else should I do or what do I do?" And I just don't have any. I have no answers. And I'm like, should that? <laughs> like, I feel like other people, you know, they have at least a- options, but no. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I just yeah. I don't know, and I and I love it too, you know. So it's, I'm not stressed about it, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we're not letting you off the hook. Uh, Let's so, get being, it. so being polyamorous. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know we had to bring it back that. up before we wrap. Because <laughs> I feel like anyone 
anyone, he says that, anyone who's listening would would have been like, really, y'all just let that slide? No, we didn't. No, nah, we took notes. I like I like how you <laughs> came back to it. That was classic, you know. So how do you? What What are your views? Well, obviously you do it. So what are your views on it? Um, yeah, especially for those who are monogamous, like Graffiti yeah. and myself. I mean, they're changing. Um, what that looks like for me. <laughs> yeah, I, see that. I saw that, dude. Oh. <laughs> um, they're changing a lot, man. I think the basis is respect um, and communication and understanding and being honest. Because um, I, because if this situation happened where I had two kids and I was monogamous and like I cheated, I feel like this would be an be so much worse um but because i was like hey this is who i am there's at least like okay the understanding of like at least you were honest with me you know um what are what are i guess the misconceptions of being polyamorous is it just you know just being able to date who you want is it like polygamy is it more so i mean is it is it having multiple relationships or is it not having a relationship yeah, I think it's definitely having multiple relationships, and I make that very clear from the jump. Like, if I'm, like, with you in any way, like, we have a relationship. Like, I'm going to treat you with respect and the same way that I would want you to treat me, you know? Um, so I think it's 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 definitely, like, just having real, like, real relationships, you know? Um, just because I... I did the monogamous thing and I didn't think I felt like I loved anyone any less you know? mm-hmm. um, so when I realized that for myself it was like how can I just be honest with where I'm at and this might change you know I might find somebody down the line that I want to but I don't know that's just where I am right now so why not be monogamous do you feel like there was just not one person you wanted to commit to or I guess so it just felt it always felt like that was kind of like a, a farce like for me I felt like because I like all these people who like am I gonna force that on her to be you know all of this right um I don't know it's a lot of people in the world there is a lot of people and there's a lot of relationships that you have and there's a lot of like different relationships like every relationship is different you know shout out to our resident DJ uh DJ fifty two eighty. He came in up. silently and didn't say nothing crazy. He was just talk. <laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> growth. It's maturity. Yeah. I, I like that though, man. I don't know. I always tell you, my you wife like we that? need a I told my wife we need a girlfriend. <laughs> but I think that's different. Yeah. Now that might be the same. Yeah? No, because I, I, I mean, think it's different because you're saying like you're still my wife, but yeah, this girl is gonna but, be a girlfriend. No, 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 no. She wouldn't be my. She would be our girlfriend, our girlfriend and yeah. we don't love these hoes. It just yeah. be more of like an a a, 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 a asset. Okay. But that's different than lifestyle, though. Yeah, that's completely different. Y'all have the lifestyle. Could Selena be y'all's girlfriend? Fuck no. Don't <laughs> ever uh, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> She'll try, though. Hey, she man. She might slide in. Our numbers is enough, baby. <laughs> Watch your DMs, bro. Yeah. She's going to be on you. Hey, my DMs broke. <laughs> <laughs> so can the people who you are uh, polyamorous with, can they be polyamorous with other people? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's just like about having that conversation. And... I, so far, like, they're like, okay, well, I just like you, which is cool. Um, 
and so I'm not tripping about that. Mm, would I be Would I be upset if they were with somebody else? I said probably. Ooh. Um, but I wouldn't expect anything less for myself than I would somebody else. Right. Mm. So then how does how does that dynamic work if if you want to be with other people, but you know internally it could it would make you upset if they were with other people? Would it not? Just that honesty, would, man. Would you like, expect them to be upset? Communication? Yeah, I mean, like, for, for one, it's like, okay, who is this person? Is this somebody that you're with just because you're mad at me? Or is this somebody that's going to actually care about you and, like, want the best for you like I do, you know? So, like, is this person, like, what's your motivation for being with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when that comes up, it's like, oh, okay, well, let me think about who, like, what that would be, you know? That's what real. if what if the ant- what if the reply was just you know I like I, just I like you, I like you and I like him then I, that's what it and is that's what it is as long yeah. as they say that mm. yeah damn well that's something to dwell on back to the music man okay. back to the music so what's next music wise with Kid Astronaut um so I'm working on a virtual reality music video for Call to Say Fire um which is the second song off the Full Moon album. Um, and I wanted to do the medium of virtual reality just because I personally haven't seen a lot of that done. Um, it interests me. And the VR stuff that I've experienced has been like, whoa, like, what the fuck? Right. Um, so I just, I, yeah, I want the brand of Kid Astronaut to be like futuristic in technology and um, that kind of like explorative, you know, like I said. So, you know, as much as I could do to kind of push that out. And then after that, I want to do festivals and concerts and really, like, specific events um, that are, like, full productions that people can come out to, like, two nights. Um, there'll be, like, two night, like, Saturday and Sunday kind of thing or Friday and Saturday things. And there'll be, like, five hours with VR and augmented reality and all different kinds of cool shit happening and, like, specific food. And, you know, it'll just be an environment. Um, so that's kind of the, the concepts that I've been tossing around. I like that a lot. I like how you can like conceptualize your artistry. Like it's not just like I'm gonna make futuristic type music because I'm kid astronaut. There's like a whole production and vibe behind that. That's artistry, man. I like it. I like it yes, a lot. Man. Yeah, I'm, I definitely wanted to, you know, just go deeper into what I could do and just trash it. Yeah. Just try shit. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, sliding in the DMs, um, <laughs> so Facebook is adding an unsend message tool. For real? Yeah. So you'll be able to unsend a message. Can't you just delete them? Mm, but it doesn't unsend it. So like it'll be gone before they read it? Essentially. They need that in text messages. Yeah, they do. I'm like that. the king of oops. That I think you need you. that on Twitter, Instagram. Like yeah. That should just be a platform-wide because I've definitely sent, sent some texts that I could yeah, just, just type out a whole gang of shit and send it and then unsend it real quick to get it out of your system. Yeah, just to like, get hey, it let's out. go out, let's grab some drinks. <sighs> oh, no? Okay, unsend it. <laughs> right. She didn't reply in one minute. That, yeah. <laughs> out of there. I think it's dope. I think it's dope. I think Facebook is like you just said, just trying shit Look just because they can. Mark Zuckerberg trying to get back in our good graces. All right, we'll after. never forget that you sold our information. But we already knew that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... No. It was just official that they just officially said that's what was I'm happening. I'm not settling for we already knew that. You know what? We have let these social media platforms mm. just run around unchecked, mm. no types of boundaries, 
But I mean, what happens next? That's my thing. After all the news broke, I feel like everything has been out there, bro. Since the yeah. internet started, like, what it do you has. Do? They got out. They got. They got you. Like we read about the information on social media. You know what I mean. So it's like, what do we do now? Just not use it. So uh, you could do that. Yeah. Just you not use it. Though? But even yeah. if we don't use social media, it's all. It's still out there. It's already out there. That's what I'm saying. And like, if it weren't for social media, I wouldn't even know about the news that we're talking about about social media. It's like one of those weird things. And like you said, you could just not use it. But if you don't want it, if you don't want people to see it, don't put it on the internet. That's that's the rule of thumb. Ooh, okay, that's real. That's a very uh, mature thing to Yo, do. Yo, I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is wild as fuck, so I don't know. I'm yeah. sorry for my wild misfires and random ass tweets, but they're out there. Yeah, I'm still deleting tweets from 09. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I they've was been watching his, his Twitter channel. Yeah, I was, right? I was, I, was a, I was a different person in 09. No, nah, Twitter 09 is classic, man. That's when everybody was West. just out there, just like, let's just say shit and see what happens. Yeah, that was before there was any sort of, like, backlash for saying crazy shit. Yeah, on dude, if we said the shit now, that oh. we have the platform that we have, that we were saying on Twitter back then. I'd have negative endorsements. Somebody pull up on us right now. <laughs> Fuck endorsements. Like, we'd be fighting niggas a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Growth. Shout out to growth. Growth, yeah, man. Yeah. Growth. There's been a lot of growth in this episode, but we appreciate you, bro. One last thing. Yes. One piece of knowledge, advice, or just a word that you would leave with the world. What would that be? Um. Okay. The thing that came to mind is uh, take care of yourself. Whether that's in the thoughts that you're thinking or the people that you know you're fucking with. Um. You know, look out for yourself, man. Because at the end of the day, the one that can go that mile is you. Um, and you know, just care about just care about you. Take care of yourself. Care about you. I like that. Where? Yeah. So as far as uh, uh, social media and following, how can people uh, catch up with you? How can people yeah. connect with you? Um, so on Instagram and Twitter, it's Kid Astronaut. The U in Astronaut is a V. Um, on Facebook, it's Kid Astronaut. Check out Full Moon on Spotify and share it with five friends. Word. And have those five friends share with five friends. Exactly. And that's keep the, it going. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And we'll uh, give you residual income. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, it, it's, it's definitely for the residual income because I got a family to support. But honestly, I just want people to hear this music. And, like, that's been my biggest goal, like, to be on stage at, like, a Coachella or something with thousands of people. And we're just having a good time. Word. Know? I want to. I want. I hope the music gets shared so that we can make those moments happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Man, we appreciate you for coming through. Let's make some noise, my man, Kid Astronaut. Hey, life is dope. Always, man. It's the Life is Dope podcast. I'm Graffiti, and I'm Davey. We out.